Hello, and welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Game Men and Their Dogs. I'm Patrick Finn, and I'm here with Tommy Gibbons. Hey, bitches. Welcome. Today is Tuesday, September 21st, 2021, the 264th day of the calendar year. It is also the eve of the autumnal equinox, which occurs tomorrow on Wednesday at 3.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which makes tonight the last night of summer, Thomas. Oh, that's awful. Right? It's, so it's like an equinox eve. Yeah, equinox eve. And can you can you do the thing with the egg? I don't know. I've never tried that. Oh. I don't know if is that's that true. In, I, I've heard of it, but I don't know if it's actually true or not. I've seen it in the movies. Is this, is this when Manhattan Henge happens, or is it... No, I think that's in the summertime. Going into the summer? I think so. That might be, that might be in the summertime. I'm not really sure, right? Uh, yeah. So how did you spend your last summer weekend, Thomas? Working. Working? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. So, yeah, the, uh, AIDA opened over at the Bayway. And, um, the Bayway so, Art Center? Yeah. Okay. So we had, um, you know, an opening weekend. And there it was a good weekend? Theater. It was a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was fun. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Yeah, I can't wait to see the show. Hello? I've never seen that either. You've never seen it? I've, I've heard this. It. I've heard this. The score, but I, yeah, I, no, I've never seen. Yeah, it either, I know the score too. I've never, I've never seen it, so I'm, I'm anxious to see it. Probably because I, I just I, anything I associate with Disney just seems like it's. Is it Disney? I don't. Isn't Aida Disney? I don't think so. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm confusing it with something else. Then everything else, maybe. Maybe. No, um, no, I don't think Aida. I don't. It's it's Tim Rice and Elton John. Okay. Okay, yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, I mean, that right. is, you know, its own. Service. I'm just having a brain fart. Kind right? of. Disney. At my age, it's no wonder. We, yeah. All right. So. What was <laughs> yeah. So we got back yesterday from Provincetown. I yes, Provincetown. Yeah. You took the boat. Yeah. We well, we drove out to Orion Point and caught the ferry from there. And how was that? How long did that take? That's only about an hour and a half to get to Orion Point. Well, to get to Orient Point's about two hours. Okay, so now three and a half hours you're in Connecticut. So that's two hours to Orient Point, and then an hour and a half ferry ride to New London, Connecticut. Okay. And then it's about another three and a half to four hours up to uh, Provincetown. Then it's a long day. It's a long day. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's when you're on the ferry, you have an hour and a half. You can relax. It breaks you can, it you up. Take a nap if you yeah. want. You can eat yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We basically did all that. Except nap. Um, and it breaks up the whole trip to it. I mean, it's better than driving through the city and along the Connecticut Turnpike. And no, no thanks. We're we're done with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and plus, I we we also like driving on the North Fork of Long Island. It's absolutely gorgeous. Up it's there. beautiful, and it's going to be really beautiful in the next couple of weeks. Right, right. Why? <laughs> because. Being September 31st in the next couple of weeks in the last autumnal summer eve of equinox. Autumnal equinox. Uh, the, the leaves are going to change color. Why? Yes. You, what are you new here? I thought there was something else more revelatory you were going to tell no, me. No, revelatory. The leaves are going to change color. It's pretty. That's my revelation. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm glad. I'm glad. If that's advice for you guys, go take a trip. Go take a, go take a road trip. Season leaves. Well, we we saw plenty. Of, like I said, Norfolk was absolutely beautiful. It really was between the vineyards and this, all the old homes and these large estates that there are. It's just, yeah, it's, just yeah. it's gorgeous to look at. But uh, Pete Town, we had a great time, and we really did. Good. You know, we weren't there for our ten year wedding anniversary. And like I said, we mazels. ate, we drank. What? I said all the mazels on your anniversary. Thank you very much, darling. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> 
Yes, no, we really had a good time. We play, uh, we stayed at this bed and breakfast called the Gas Lamp. The Gas Lamp. Yep, the Gas Lamp. Is that Cute a place? A, okay. It's a, it's it's actually been there quite a while. It's quite a history. Judy Garland actually performed in the basement of this uh, place. Really? And supposedly Liz Taylor stayed there. Huh? Yeah. So was, was a lot of a storied history there. Nice. Well, Provincetown is storied history. Oh, completely. Anyway. God, yeah. It's got such a history. Yeah, it's Unbelievable. Great. It's great. You know? But, yeah, we we, this, we we loved it. We had a great time. Like, even American. Like, just American history pretty much. That's where the dates from. Just Starts in Provincetown. You know? Right? <laughs> exactly, right? All right, sorry. Go ahead. No, what are you no, just saying we had a really great time. Up Good there. for you. Yes, most definitely. You but we were glad it. to come back home. And who took care of Abigail? While we were gone, our youthful ward Bryce took care of Abigail. Youthful ward Bryce. Yes, <laughs> he is youthful. Yes, he is. Ward and, is a well ward. That's a debatable term. Yeah, it's a legal term. Isn't it? But um, yeah, so he watched Abigail here for us. He she, he she gave him no problems except for. I guess the last day she got fed up and she basically opened up the door to the garbage can and then tore all the garbage or made sure it was all spread out through the kitchen and the hallway. But she used to do that anyway. She used to just knock it over. She didn't never really spread it out like that before. Well, where the fuck are these know. bitches is what she's saying. <laughs> right? Yeah, she got fed up. Because Bryce was at work all day, of course. Yeah, so she's alone. And yep. So we, we had people checking out her during the day, of course. So she wasn't, into, you know, it wasn't like she was out here like eight hours by herself, you know. That would never happen. But uh, that was the only trouble that uh, she gave him during our time away. Uh, she had a, she had a brat attack. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Temper tantrum. That's what it is. Temper tantrum. Yeah. What did I say? Brat attack? Brat attack. I like that. Kind of rhythmic. Right? That's one thing about Province Sound. Everybody has their dogs up there. Oh my God! Oh, they're all so beautiful and adorable, yeah, yeah. all shapes and sizes. And every time we're like, "Oh yes, we miss Abigail," but we're like, "You know what? I'm so glad we didn't bring her," because then we're like obligated to the dog the to whole the time we're on the yeah. trip. And this was a trip for us for our anniversary. And you have a youthful ward. Yes, we have a youthful ward. So watch Abigail. So yeah, the, like the dog routine doesn't have to change, except you take away the two most important people in its life and leave it alone with this youthful ward figure for three days. Right. But no guilt. <laughs> no, no, there shouldn't be. No, there should not be. Right. But uh, after we came home, I went checking up the stats and uh, found out our podcast has listeners in 25 states, plus the District of Columbia... Oh, you gotta have DC. Yep, gotta have DC, and we're also we also have listeners in the United Kingdom, in Ireland, in Canada, India, Australia, and Spain. Spain, I love you, so, Spain. So we are on four continents. Four continents. Yes. But which ones are we missing? Uh, well, Antarctica. Seven oceans and five continents. Five continents and six oceans. What's We're that? missing Antarctica. Antarctica. Uh, well, Africa. Yeah, it's not really a market. And, and South Africa. America. And South America. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get those South Americans. Right. Oh. <laughs> we'll yeah, work yeah. on our Spanish. See what Portuguese. we can do. Yeah, or our please, Portuguese. Please, please. Somebody come teach me how to hablo. Mm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this brings us to our first segment of the evening, which is, of course, Heavy Petting. We haven't done segments yet? No, this well, is our that, very that first one. That was all just intro. Yep, that was all just intro. Wow, all right. All right so now we're doing our very first segment, which is Heavy Petting. Heavy Petting. And tonight's topic is bathing and grooming oh, your dog. Oh, 
otherwise known as the guilt trip. Well, the guilt trip? Why is it the guilt trip? Because I don't bathe him as often as I should and he gets... Why? Uh, because he's uh, he's a lot to well, bathe. yeah. He's a big dog. He's, a, he's 30 pounds. He's not a big dog. He's 30 no, pounds. Well, he's but he's, big enough. He's got hair, so it grows. So it's like washing hair. It's not fur. It doesn't dry right away. It's 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 a it's an eighteen hour event, really. So how often do you bathe them? Uh, every every once every two months, once every. Yeah, that's a bit long. That's a bit long. Yeah, I could do worse. I've done worse. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah. But twice a year, his hair grows slow. It's just I guess the software loaded in this particular animal, that uh, his hair grows slowly. Yeah. So he only has to, because he has hair, he has to be groomed. Um, so to groom him is another all-day affair. And, right. And, and he usually gets shaved down, but he only needs to do that pretty much twice a year. And, and you always try to keep him so you don't have to groom him all the way down, but eventually he's going to have to just be, just like a sheep, you know, you got to shear him every year. Yeah, right? Yeah. No, Louis has hair. He's different than fur. Right? Louis does not have. He has hair. Right. Yeah. Do you use any kind of special soap or shampoo or anything when you're bathing him? I think that uh, I use dog shampoo. Okay, just regular dog. Um, shampoo. He has white on him. Okay. Quite a bit of white on in, in his coat, so I will use a whitening shampoo. Okay. But no, he doesn't get any kind of spa that spa day that I don't get. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like when, when he you don't take him for a mani pedi. I do not. I do not. When he goes and gets, what I will do is I will trim his um, eyebrows okay. because his, his hair covers his eyes. So I will because I don't I don't like them not being able to see. So um, I will trim his eyes. But uh, yeah, no. If I ain't getting my feet and if I ain't getting rubbed, no, no, bitch, get in the tub. You got some shampoo somewhere. You got what do I got? Yeah, but you yeah. do bathe him. Is he largely cooperative or uncooperative? He, well, he's cooperative. Okay. He's miserable. He hates it. And Where do you just, bathe him? Out in the yard? In the tub? No, in the tub. Okay. In the tub. Um, it helps that I have one of those those fancy... Shower curtains? Sh- no, not shower curtains. Well, uh, the nozzle that has the hose. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. Attachable hose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes it easier. And he likes to you know, get as far away from me as possible. And it's a stress position. I got to be on my knees, leaning over this bathtub to wash this dog, who is being very, very cooperative. Not cooperative. Um, submissive. Okay. And he's trying to get away. He's not jumping all over the place. He's not barking. Okay, he's, he's not, not howling. He's, he's all miserable. Str- miserable, unhappy, sad eyes and trying to get as far away. It's slippery. It's wet. Um, and you know what it's like when you release a dog out of the bathroom after it's bath? Yes. So yes, there's that, that entire caravan of craziness that comes but yeah i don't do it as much as i should no uh, you should do something about i should i should do i should do more (laughs) i should do more i mean abigail she's only what uh, well she was last 19 pounds hopefully we're getting her down to at least 16 but we bathe her like once a month okay you know and and she is hair but with her skin and all her allergies and everything we use an oatmeal shampoo on her and she doesn't seem to mind that at all uh, she's pretty cooperative. I mean, now and then she'll try to like get her paws up on the tub, but yeah. she really doesn't. But, she but, just gets that sad, victimized look on her face, you know. I always have two. 
Yeah, and you feel terrible. Right. And you know it's for them, and you know they're going to be happier, and they don't really hate it. No, but they, they know it's for their own good. The, you know? I don't think they, they know. I, I, I think it's more fun for them to get wet and gross if they do it. Yeah. Of course. I know. That's no... That's no uh, yeah, I never had a dog that loved to go... A swimming dog. No, she doesn't go into the water yeah. at all. No, she's I not a water I kind of like them dog. to be hesitant. She doesn't like being out in the rain. I mean, even when I have her up, when we take her out in the rain, we've got to put a raincoat on her all the time. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't get clothes. You don't have clothes. Okay. Um, Because he has hair. So, I can, you know, he, yeah, we, exactly. go out, we go out, he's big and fluffy, so we go out and walk him, and, and uh, it's just, again, he, he has to be dried off. His paws have to be dried off with a towel. Yeah. You know, he... The drying is uh, the worst part of the dog. It's trying to dry a dog. Because we uh, take him out of the tub, we have one towel to get all the immediate water off. Yeah. Then yeah. we have a towel to rub him dry with it. Then we even have we even use a hair dryer, but we have to keep it in a low thing because she gets a little freaky. Look, Louis especially if it gets in her face. Louie can't do the hair blower. Okay. As long as it's not in her face, she, Abigail doesn't seem to mind. Yeah. We keep it on a low uh, level. He's so. he. he so it's not, not going to burn her in the face or anything like that. You know. He, he's got, for some reason, his hearing is not that it's super sharp, but there are some things that just the animal cannot help but respond to these particular sounds. One yeah. of them is like a motorcycle. Okay. Um, it's not the loud; it's the rhythmic. that with speed makes the dog crazy. Right. Makes this dog absolutely crazy. So, uh, yeah, I forget where we were. Cut back. No, we were talking about bathing and grooming. Ba- well, I knew that, but why, why was I talking about? I don't know. Ice cream trucks. I don't know. Well, you you went on a tangent. But if you're, okay. if, we if you're not paying attention less. either, I'm an eat. <laughs> Sorry, Bryce. But uh, do you ever bring Louie to a groomer? Yes, that's okay. where Louie gets groomed. Oh, okay. Yeah, Louie gets groomed. You're happy with your groomer? Professionally groomed. Uh, yeah. 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 How, how often do you take him for grooming? About twice a year. Oh wow! Twice, okay. Maybe 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 three times. Like I said, his hair grows slow. I like him fluffy. He's not like the sheepdog. He don't get as matted. Okay. Uh, yeah, he gets gross. You know, it's just so he's got to be good. Well, that that we try to get. We would. We 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 just had a groom about a month ago. We can't get our next appointment until like October, I think. We should do it because on the we have such a popular house. groomer. Don't do you? Yeah. Sweetie. That's like. Uh, but it's not just this groomer. I think other groomers as well. They have like a long wait. Yeah, yeah. But we're basically on a waiting list because there's any like openings in the meantime. Louis has always done like they've come to the house. Really? Okay. The girl, the girl, oh, no, I, we bring him there. Yeah, and so. now now we bring him there because we live we live down the block from Doctor Louis. So we bring him there for the grooming that they do there. Okay. And if he's gonna get groomed, and let him know that place. That's yeah. that's, that's the vet. She does a good enough job. She's, you know. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. That's thing with, with, with our, I mean, when we when we bring her to get groomed and everything, the only problem she ever gives is she doesn't like the scissors in her face at all. Oh, okay. But the groomers just seem to be able to calm them Kinda down. Yeah, they're yeah. used to the scissor around and then... You know what? It's worth can, it. You know? Those people know what they're doing. They're great. They're they, great that they're, they're able to do this. No. I couldn't imagine even trying to do that. No, no. With any dog, not just my dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And some dogs are easy. Yeah, I'm sure they are, right? But not my Abigail. Most of them. <laughs> she is not. Quell Supreme. Um, We've even like thought about giving her a CBD treat sometimes oh. to go. And she's like, we think she'll be particularly rambunctious or anything. But that, that hasn't happened. You know? All right, all right. <laughs> and I don't dress him up. 
I don't know if you want to, uh, you know, like, like sometimes, sometimes it, he'll have a he'll have a very sporty bandana. Okay. He doesn't have a collection of bandanas. Well, that's thing. Right? Abigail has a whole wardrobe. Okay. She she has coats and various things to wear for just about every occasion. Okay. <laughs> Louis. Yes, we spoil her. <laughs> Louis. Louis uh, has a collar. Okay. He has a flea collar. And when we walk him, I put the harness on his face. That's it. That's all his jewelry. That's all the clothes he owns. That's everything he owns is those those two those two things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No clothes. No costumes. <laughs> My dog can give a fashion show Yeah. everything that she owns. Yeah, I'm, I'm so shocked by that. that. Imagine that. Imagine. Right? Two gay daddies spoiling their dog. Mm-hmm. But, um, do you do anything, do you brush your dog out a lot? No. No? Not this one. Really? I don't, Why I really not? don't. I really, because, because it's not necessary and it's a miserable experience for him. So I grew oh, him. Okay. Same, you know what I mean? Okay. So like, like brushing, he doesn't like the brushing, I can do it. Okay. It's got to become a game. You know, he's got to fight me to do it. He won't sit there and be a good boy. You know, he, so he's got to fight. The, uh. The sheepdog would lay there, and I would, I would go. I would spend a lot of time grooming that dog. But, but, and he, this dog, Louis, don't need it. It's not like he mats like the sheepdog. Okay. He doesn't get yeah. like not the, his hair gets knots, so you, you know, brush them out and you comb them out. There's nothing you can do about the hair around their mustache, around their mouth, where they eat and where they drink and where they're being all kind of gross. There's nothing you can do about that. Actually, that, you'd be surprised. And that, with and Abigail, I can get away. We can get away with it. Actually, doing what when we brush her. Oh, really? Because she actually will cooperate for getting her hair brushed. Length of time? Like she, or like she will sit there and she'll and let, let, you, do let it. you brush her. And, but it, it, there may come a point where it's like, all right, I'm done. But usually when she realizes that we've done every part of her body except her tail, she doesn't like a she don't like tail, tail. Okay. which it's knotted the most. Yeah, yeah. Anything. But we, I brush her every day just to keep her clean, just so, to keep the dirt out of the hair, you know? Uh, yeah, no. Because no, no, no dog wants to, wants to be a dirty dog. I like a dirty dog. Nah. I like a clean dog. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think on that note, we will end this segment of Heavy Petting. Please. And we will now move on to your favorite segment. Oh, for fuck's sake. Today's birthday. Yay. Happy <laughs> birthday. Where's you'll, my wife? You'll be happy to know that only one of them is dead this week. Oh, and we'll how, many, how many are there? One out of... There is a... One, two... There's a uh, few. There's a handful. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this one was born on September 21st, 1866. Oh. Is, this is the dead one, right? He's a, Yes. He was an English writer. An English writer from 1866. Often called the father of science fiction, a title he shared with oh. Jules Verne. Uh, never mind. <laughs> He was the author of the 1895 novel, The Time Machine. The Time Machine. The 1897 novel, The Invisible Man. There was a movie in the 80s about yep. the, time, the Time Machine. Very, there's one in the 60s, too. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, because it's, yeah. it's a great story. Mm-hmm. I remember see, I remember that movie. I, I would go back to see that movie again. Do you remember, the, and The Invisible Man, the one with Claude Rains, the original. The that original was based, that's Man. based on this. Okay. Uh, he also wrote the nineteen. I'm sorry, the 1898 novel War of the Worlds, oh, which was oh. done by 
Orson Welles for his radio broadcast. And then, when did he write War And then made of into the, the movies. And that was written in 1898. So he wrote War of the Worlds in 1898. Yep. And Orson Welles yep. used that... For the basis of his radio For the basis of his radio show. Yep. That happened how many years later? That was in, what, 19... Was it in the 30s? I think, I think it was in the 30s I or think late it was 20s. in the 30s, too. Yeah. But it feels like something we should know off the top we of our We should heads. know that, but I don't think we, we, we don't. Should we look it up on the Wayback Machine? I think so. I think I think we should do Let's more go look to the Wayback Machine. So, wait, 19... I want to say 1939. That's what it sounds like, right? That's what I'm like... That's the, the date I'm hearing in my head, but... Because I'm saying, how do these people not recognize this story if it's 50 years later? Yep. It's, um... We were close. 19... 38. October 31st. 1938. October 31st. Okay. Yep. October 31st. Here comes Orson Welles. Yep. There's a red flag. Now, does that give you a hint as to who this writer is? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, yes, because the reason I brought the movie up was because I think H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells is correct. H. G. Very good. Wells. Very impressed. Herbert George Wells. I didn't know Herbert George. He also wrote one of my favorite, well, this, this novel, I never read the book, but it's one of my favorite uh, horror films, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh my God, that's creepy. Right? And that's, he made that, there were three, there were three films made about it. One with Charles Lawton and Bela Lugosi, Ew. called The Island of Lost Souls. Okay. And that's really good. I, I, it's so campy and everything, it's great. Uh, then, it was re, then it was remade again in 1977. With Burt Lancaster and Michael York. Oh, was that hot? It, I've seen it. It's it's not it's it's okay. It's not great, you know. All right, well, it was I a mean, nice idea. It's Burt Lancaster playing a mad scientist. This didn't work, you know. Yeah, all right. And they were fully dressed the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then the last and most famous version was a 1996 film oh, with Marlon Brando Marlon and Brando. Val Kilmer. <gasps> Ew. Have you ever seen that? No, because Val Kilmer. Oh, you don't you don't you know, like Val Kilmer I'm fan? fan? I'm not as averse to Val really? Kilmer as I am to Kevin Bacon. What is your repulsion to Val Kilmer? Uh, I don't think he can act. Really? Really? You don't think so, huh? Yeah, no. See, I think he's very good at what he does. Yeah, clearly. I'm wrong. When he played the, the asshole has... ice in the uh, yeah. Top Gun. He's a, well, maybe that's the thing. Is that that's, I know him from that Top Gun thing. And, and when he played and... like the, you know, the partying genius in the movie Real Genius. You ever see that? that was I didn't see films. it. I didn't oh, see it was a good film. Really uh, good film. We should look for it. that. God damn it. And did you ever see him play Doc Holliday in uh, I, was a Tombstone, I, I believe? I never liked Westerns. Oh, oh, he's really good as Doc Holliday. I don't do Westerns. Oh, sorry to hear that. Uh, well, I do Cowboys. But I don't do westerns. You'll do musicals about westerns. I will do musical westerns. But you won't do westerns. Available currently. That's a shame. To stage your version of Oklahoma. Well, now that we've uh, we've totally veered off topic, let's move on to the next birthday person. Oh, God, we're not done with the birthdays yet. No, this one was, is alive. Good, good for them. She was born nine, uh, September 21st, 1944. 1944. She was best known as a panelist on Match Game in the 70s and 80s. Oh. She was a semi-regular panelist. But she was also the author of several novels, the most famous being 1987's Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. 
which was later made into the 1991 film Fried Green Tomatoes. Which was done after, I think, hot on the heels of, oh God, help me. I don't know. Dolly Parton. Okay. Kathy uh, Fields. Karen Fields, Kathy Sally Fields, Fields, Sally Fields, Steel Magnolias, Steel Magnolias. Oh, okay. I think that, that may have been ninety. I'm not sure. That may. Have been I think 90. it was I, Steel Magnolias came first, and then this one came out. And I think she has just coming off of misery. Okay. Or she's decided. Kathy Bates is deciding to make some sort of. Yeah, but Kathy Bates was in this film. She's awesome. Yeah, she's in it. Jessica Tandy, who received an Oscar oh nomination God, for Jessica Best Supporting Tandy. Actress, Mary Stuart Madison, uh, Masterson. Mary Louise Parker and Cicely Tyson. I love Mary. That's a hell of a cast. Anyway, the author and the actress, her name is Fanny Flagg. I wouldn't have known she, that. She is 77 years old today. Good for her. Good for you, Fanny. Thanks for the stories. And not only that, she's a lesbian. Oh, my God. Patrick. <laughs> I didn't know that until well, maybe, I was doing maybe my research one on her. 100 people. And I never saw Fry to Green Tomatoes. Okay. Oh. Well... Does she out herself in five weeks? No, actually, from what, from what I've been reading, there's actually criticism on, on about there's actually criticism about the film that it downplays the lesbianism in the film. I don't know about any. I don't know. But what, I didn't see the I film. I never read the book. Well so to know from lesbianism, I know that there was something about that with the color purple. Which I think somebody tried well, yeah, to they, they said that they that they, 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 they kind of got whitewashed because Steven Spielberg was directing. It was trying to make it more palatable to the mass audiences. It was a great fucking movie. But it's a good movie, it's I think. Movie. I think it's an excellent movie. But yeah, uh, yeah. We now move Talk on. Ceiling. We now move on to our next birthday. This one is also a writer, although he has appeared occasionally in cameos and film adaptations of his books. Born September 21st, 1947. 1947. In fact, you will find at least two bookshelves in here in the Zen room full of his books. Okay. Um, so that's about all the hints I'm going to give you. Oh. You just need to look to your right and you'll see well, it's, all see, the books that I have by this author. There's the Stephen King collection. That's yeah, that's exactly who I'm talking about, Stephen King. Uh, I love Stephen King. Me too. You know what? I like Stephen King on Twitter. Like, he's involved. Oh, I haven't, I haven't followed him on Oh, Twitter. my God. You have to follow him on Twitter. Okay. Oh, my God. He's, he's so, like, he's commentary. Like, okay. he, he's, he's... Hold on. Go ahead. Gay men and their dogs. Abigail, enough! Grumpy gay men and their dogs? The fuck are we... I know, right? Grumpy old gay men? <laughs> anyway, gay men we were talking about dogs. Stephen King. Stephen King. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you want me to talk about Stephen King? Yeah. All right, all right. So... so you have a favorite... Do you have, have you read any of his books? I've read most of... I've read all of his books to a certain point. Me too. Yes. Like, I read all the early ones. I read everything up through the Dark Tower series... And then I read some of the later ones where he's trying to like change his genre up a little bit. Okay, so and then I, I just kind of like stopped. I didn't get that far. What, okay, what Stephen King? Okay, so my mother worked for his publisher, Doubleday, okay. or somewhere along. They published his books. Oh wow! Okay, Doubleday. So she worked in a customer service position. Okay, so. They, she was, she had access to all of these returned books that people would return for whatever reason. Okay. That she, as an employee, could buy for a quarter. So when I tell you that the the a lot of my like pre teenage years was all about these books because that's what was there. Right. With these books, yeah. and they kept coming. So there was every Stephen King book, every Stephen King book, every Stephen King book. Okay. And she made this like she gave me all of these published plays and, and 
anthologies oh and God. whatever. So, okay. so I got, I, I had all of the, and then when she died, I got, it was understood that the books amongst my siblings, that the books were mine. Mm-hmm. And it was the Stephen King that I had very similar. My, my shelf looked very similar to yours. Okay. Um, with the Stephen King. They were, they were, yeah. Yeah, I love his stories. He scares the fuck out of me. I uh, misery. I've read all these books. I like Dean Koontz. I like. I have you know my passion for maybe passion is the wrong word. Serial killers. No, that's okay. That's, uh, good. I, um, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, the only the the book that scared. I have more Stephen King stories. Misery. The book that scared me the most. I read really? it. It was Misery. The only book in my life I ever went like this. Wow. See, I, that was I, me when I read it. It scared the hell out of oh, me. Yeah, yeah. It, it scared the yeah. out of me, that book. Um, when the movie came out, Misery, Kathy Bates walked on the screen. I almost fell out of my own asshole because she was exactly yeah, she what was. he described in his book. She was that character. She looked exactly. Oh it was insane. And it was it was terrifying. And while what we was were, more terrifying when I read that book? I When I was still in law school, I worked for an attorney. And she looked... She was very, very tall. Yes. Very, very broad. Yes. With the hair up in the yeah, old yeah. German style. And she was very, very proper. And she had a temper. And it's like, it's her. She's the one for yeah. the misery. That's the, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, I remember that distinctly from. But Kathy Bates, yeah. Ka- she Kathy was Bates. that part. That was, that was, I think, Kathy Bates, certainly not her first acting job, but I think it was the movie that made the public aware oh, yeah. of Kathy Bates. That may have been her first. I'm not sure. I think it was. That may have been her first. I think was followed up by and The then I loved her, Tomatoes. But, what, but and I also, I love Kathy Bates in Dolores Claiborne. Have you ever seen that one? No, but I did read that oh, book. Oh, oh, yeah, it's, you should see the film. Okay. Her and Jennifer Jason Leigh. She's planting people in the backyard, right? Uh, no, it's the one where she. I don't want to give it away. Spoilers, folks. Turn this off for the book was seconds. written forty years ago. I know, but still, people haven't read it. I'm trying to be <laughs> polite about this, so it's not spoilers. It's the one where she, she killed her ago. husband because she, she he was abusing their daughter. Okay, right, right, right. Planted him in the back. And then years later, she's being uh, she's arrested for murder for the woman that she worked for, and her daughter comes back home. Then okay, okay. You're you're further in. That's now. that was Dolores Claiborne. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, but do you ever read the Dark Tower series? No. Oh, that was really? great because he basically ends up tying up all the previous books that he wrote prior and during the Dark Tower series, and he basically brings ties them all in together in, in a manner of speaking. Huh. He really does, and I know people. Some people weren't happy the way he ended the Dark Tower series. It doesn't matter. But I, it, it was the perfect ending. It, it, it was just like, you know, the wheel goes on still. You know, he the wheel needs, goes on forever. He needs to satisfy who exactly? Right. You know who's got the great attitude about that? Harry Potter. Oh, um, what's her name? What's her name? Oh, I don't even want to talk about her. Uh, I, yes. I, I don't even want to talk about her. I understand you know? that. And I, and I, and I don't I want get... to do anything to promote her getting any more money. Considering okay, her... Anti-trans attitude. No, I don't even. Want I will. To. I will respect. She that is not worthy of a time to discuss here on the show. <laughs> Which so far has been all you. So let's move on. Even <laughs> <laughs> all me. You're, I said I mentioned the title of the book she read, and here I am now. What four days later? After you do this rant about how she won't. Be I didn't do a rant. I just said I. 
We never mentioned her name, and I'm not going to ask the question or tell the story. I forget which. Okay. I'm shaking my salad. Go ahead. What's next? Whose birthday's next? Whose birthday is next? Can't, we can't possibly be done with birthdays because I'm still alive. <laughs> the next birthday is our last birthday. Oh. I know. I know how disappointed you are. But it's not for a person. It's for an organization. Oh. Uh, born on, well, not born, born, but founded on September 21st, 1955 in San Francisco. It was the Daughters of Bilitis, the first lesbian civil rights organization in the United States. Wow, good for the lesbians. Yeah. Unfortunately, it folded in 1970 after infighting and kind of falling behind the more aggressive activism of the post-Stonewall generation. So they, they had 15 years. Yeah. As the first over, they had 15 years as gay people running an organization. As les- it was lesbians. Lesbians. Yep. Those are gay people. Yep. Yes. Well, I know. But okay. From our definition. Les- it was an exclusively lesbian, lesbian organization. I understand. What I'm saying is, I think the 15 years is an astounding accomplishment. It was. Back then, are you kidding? For the 50s, for God's sake, in the early 60s. That's amazing to do something like that. Yeah. You yeah. The Mattach- absolutely. Yeah. At the same time, you had the Machine Society. Also. That's, who I, that's where I thought you were going. Oh, okay. You with all your fancy gay knowledge. I thought for sure <laughs> this is a Mattachine question. Mattachine seemed to be more active on the East Coast, whereas, you know, the Daughters of Billis, I said, they were founded in San Francisco, but they eventually had other chapters across the nation. Okay. Yeah, so happy birthday to the Daughters of Billis. San Francisco have guns. What's that? Like, is San Francisco, like, gun country? No. No. No, I would say no. No, because to me, it seems so <laughs> wild, because it seems so wild west, San Francisco. It does? How? Maybe all the westerns I watch. Okay. <laughs> well, moving on now, we now move on to our next segment, This Day in History. Dun, dun, dun. music <laughs> here. On this day in history, September 21st, 1981, the U.S. Senate approved the first female justice of the Supreme Court. Do you remember her name? Sandra Day O'Connor. That is correct. She was appointed. Well, she was nominated. She was nominated by Ronald Reagan. Very good. Well, you do know your history. Fuck with you. (laughs) I mean, solid. Yes, we know. Sorry, Bryce. Also on this day, on September 21st, 1993, did you ever watch Married with Children? Mm-hmm. Well, on this day, Amanda Beers talked about being a lesbian in an interview with The Advocate, and she became the first primetime television star to come out of the closet. Huh. Amanda Beers? Amanda Beers, yep. Okay, so I know who she was. She was the next-door neighbor, the young next-door neighbor. Right, wife. yeah, Marcy and... Marcy and that hot guy. Yeah, well, the, the later hot guy. Tennessee. First, she was married to that guy, Steve, the nerdy oh, guy. No, 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 Steve, no. The and then, guy. what's the guy? The guy, uh, I can't think of the actor name. Again, he was, he was uh, Ted. Ted, yeah. Ted? Ted Lang. No, not Ted no, Lang. No, not Ted Lang. He's African-American. For the um, first thing, I mean... What was his name? Now we have to find out. Let's look he, at the way back he, machine. He, actually, he looked like a San Francisco... Uh, what the... Uh, he was in Revenge of the Nerds. Maybe. Yes, he was. I know he was. All right, hold on here. We characters, list of characters. Here we go. Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley. Such a cutie. Right? Yes, he Such was. Such a cutie. Oh, my God, yes. He was very, very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, moving on to our next moment in history. September 21st, 1996. 1996. This 
legislation was passed by Congress, which defined oh. marriage as one man and one woman, and allowed states to refuse to recognize same-sex marriages granted in other states. It's known as the Defense of Marriage Act. Defense of Marriage Act. Signed by... Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. But what you don't understand is that at the time, dear listener, <laughs> heterosexual marriage was under deep attack. Oh yeah, this is the very beginning of the real fight for it. There was, know? there, there was, uh, it was, it was, straight couples were being denied marriage licenses all over the place. And you had don't ask, don't tell going on. Yeah, there, it was, it was, it was a really rough time for gay marriages. They were breaking up in, in divorce case after divorce case. The fact that the gays were able to marry was listed as a reason for that straight marriage breaking up. And, and it was a horrible time for straight marriage. So that 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 law was needed. Oh, yeah. it was needed. Yeah, in a very good it was it was <laughs> it was politically expedient. It was. I mean, That's uh, all it was. He had to do it. He was politically expedient. He had to you do know, it. You know, you know, he had to. Do I it. know he had to. Well, the, no, he didn't have and, to do it. Man, not he didn't nothing, have but it to wasn't do the, it. it. wasn't the worst thing he could have done. He could have walked away from that. Well, no, he, he did other things too. But, he, but he, no, he didn't. He didn't need to push that as far as he as he. I know that cost him. But we had to wait for the Supreme Court to make two decisions in 2013 and 2015. Which before, before this law, it was invalidated, you know? The law is still in the books, but it's never been, like, removed from the books. But it's basically been hollowed out by the Supreme Court. Yeah, that's going to yeah, it's gonna be the way it is. Yep. And next, September 21st, 2010... Oh, my God, there's a baby. Yet New York Governor David Patterson signed a bill into law allowing unmarried couples, including same-sex couples, to adopt children. Oh! And it replaced the term husband and wife with a gender-neutral married or unmarried couple. What about parents? What about call them parents? Well, I guess when they're doing the application, they have to, they, that's where the term comes in, I guess, you know? They call them parents after they're adopted. They mean parents, yes. Yeah. Would you just start that from the beginning again for me, and maybe I'll understand it. Yeah. You're saying, why are they calling parents? Because they're not parents yet. Read they're the applying to be parents. Read the copy again. It says, the, the new law replaces the term husband and wife, okay. gender-neutral, married or unmarried couple. Okay. Okay. So it's about their relation. It's about the, the relationship between the adults. They have to establish their relationship. Married or unmarried, uh, whatever, but they have to establish their relationship. In order to adopt the children. As a couple. Right, They exactly. have to define it, okay, as yep. a couple. Okay. And they have to satisfy, of course, the adoption agency. Okay, okay. You know? Oh, we're also going to very good about today in history. Today is the International Day of Peace. Oh, I, you know, I kind of felt that earlier in the day. <laughs> really? Yeah. How did you feel that? Um, I, I felt this peace, and then I, I finally got to pick out my tooth, and... Um, I felt kind of the same. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it didn't really, you know, it was bothersome for a while. I was getting, you know, sort of getting my tongue tired trying to pick it out of my tongue. And I eventually had to go in and get it with some equipment. But it was, uh, I'm glad I did. Glad you, I'm glad you, that's how you spent your day observing the International, the International Day of Peace. Day of Peace. I had that moment Each year of peace has a theme. This year's theme was who, wait, who sponsors this? I, I I believe it's the UN. You believe it's? Are you being a patronizing bitch? Right no, now? I believe it's the UN because today was also Joe Biden. Didn't he give his right? Speech yeah, today? yeah, his exactly. First, his first speech. Yep, at the UN? yep, exactly. Okay, I think it was the opening session. Who may have been? I don't know. Was I don't, it? I don't know. I don't know all the circumstances. I know he gave a speech today. Why do you get upset with me when I ask a question you don't know the answer to? Because I hate not knowing the answers to anything. Okay, but don't take it out on me. <laughs> 
Well, then don't ask me questions I don't know the answer to. Then give me a list. <laughs> Today is also another national day, National Chai Day. Chai, spell it. C-H-A-I. That's tea. Yes, it's a tea beverage made by boiling black tea with milk and water and adding herbs and spices to it. Herbs and spices interest me. Oh, how so? Because do any of these herbs, herbs and spices, just the sound of it, Yes. Sort of um, implies mm-hmm. groupings. There are herbs. Okay. And there are spices. Yes. And there, there are different herbs and different spices. Okay. Nobody ever mentions what herbs and spices. They just say herbs and spices. Would you like to know some of the herbs and spices? You know I can what? Tell you. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this right now. Uh huh. Perfectly honest. Yeah. I really do. But I really don't want you to tell me. Why not? Because you're a bitch. <laughs> Go ahead, read the names. You're querying about the herbs and spices. Oh, I happen to have you know a list. I'm not one of those people. List of some of the spices they use. You can't call me queer like that. That ain't right. <laughs> it's, it's too late in the game for that for you or me. <laughs> don't do that. Anyway, among the spices that are used are cardamom, cinnamon, nutmeg, pepper, and fennel. The fuck is fennel? It's no for real. Is it like a rosemary, like like evergreen looking? It's thing? a green thing, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's in sausages, ain't it? I don't know. All right, I have no idea. Anyway, the yeah, drink it comes from the earth. You don't know anything about it. Nope. Here I am. <laughs> Electronic dance music. He's your guy. Damn right. <laughs> the difference between rosemary and basil. He yeah, don't ask me. Yeah, that's your department, motherfucker. Is that a tomato? I don't know. Anyway, chai originated in India it's over 5,000 years old. Really? Yes, it is. And what has made it so popular? It can't just be white women in Ugg boots. Well, the chai that we get here isn't it probably the same thing. You know, we get the chai tea bags. It's like, no, that's not Indian chai, you know? Chai, they put it all together at once, it seems, and they boil it all together. Then this, so, so, so chai is an Indian Yes. Concoction? Yep. Native to? India. India. <laughs> hence, an Indian concoction. Hence, Indian concoction. Yeah, I, I hinced myself there. Huh. All right, so India. India. I know nothing about India. It's such a shame. I mean, you know, I know plenty of Indian people. Okay. Some of my best friends are Indian. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that's, um, it was meant to be a visual joke. <laughs> It didn't work that way either. (laughs) You know what? We now move on to our next segment called We Like to Watch. We do. Did you watch anything new this past week, Tommy? New, yes. What? Give me a second. Okay. Okay, I have to brush a few cobwebs away. Okay. You want to dust Monica Lewinsky. Oh, uh, the American Crime Story? Yes. Okay. You know me and Ryan Murphy? Yep. It's on FX, right? It is. Okay. Girl, what they did to Linda Tripp? Oh, well, Sarah Paulson's playing her. From what I understand, she's wearing lots of prosthetics, and some people are unhappy about that. Well, she looked just like Linda fucking Tripp. If I was a Linda Tripp... I'm sure she did, you know? I'm sure... If I was a Linda Tripp person, I would be saying, they are playing her brutally. Brutal! She's brutal. Everything about it. Her response, the people's response. She's always been playing. She's awful. 
She's always been played that way. I mean, Linda Chip. Yeah, Linda Chip. She's just, yeah. God, she is. She, she's like the, the villain of the piece. She is. The real villain of the piece. And I think I'm like, what, eight episodes in? And she's still. I mean, you could write an opera about oh, this story. Linda Chip. You can write an opera oh, this on this whole story. Scandal, on this whole story. Oh, well, this. Uh, because yeah. it's just. Yeah. It's, it's, it's of that. The characters are all larger than life yeah. now, you yeah. know? And Lord knows the, the story sings. Right, it, yeah, but it's, it's in retrospect. What the fuck? Yeah, are you for real? Well, that's the thing. I mean, what happened back then? If that happened now, he would have been impeached or pressured to resign. You know, because I, of the whole, I, I, I see. The whole, I'm, I'm thinking that now you got a serial rapist elected president. Well, that's the whole a third of the country right? losing their fucking mind. Yeah, so. Like, doesn't that make a blowjob in that ante room a little, like, kind of lame? I know. Like, you know, middle school? But on the other hand, if we knew about the other peccadillos of some of our other presidents what and was, what they all did... I don't care. Okay. Personally, I, I really don't... I don't care if it, I don't care if he's got a standing appointment with three different women. I don't care. I don't, I don't care if you don't get ready, about what the fuck do I care? I don't care. I don't care. Anyway, how's the show? What show? American Crime Story. Are you watching? Oh, I had watched it a couple of times. Um, there's only a few episodes, I think. Okay. Unless there's an entire series and I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I think it's a limited series. Yeah, well, it's the American Crime it's Story. It's the same thing when they, they, they did the Versace. OJ story last year. OJ. Right. They did Versace. Versace was really, really good. Okay. Really oh, good. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was really good. Um, yeah, that OJ was really, was really, yeah, really Versace good. Yeah, Versace I was really impressed with. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting a lot of this. I don't want to see this story, though. Because I don't care. I don't care. Um, you know, were there military things? Did it become a national security? Or is If this whole thing is about this fucking blowjob, and it is. Well, that's what the whole thing is. That's what the scandal That's became. what the scandal right. is about, was about a blowjob. Unless you start at the very beginning of when the investigation began and what that was supposed to be about, and then what it became. Well, yeah. And you, you see the arc of that story. And watch the players who did. I mean, it's absolutely Shakespearean in in the scope of the scandal. And and it's. it's, I mean, the whole thing is a. It's a tragedy. It's It's a. It's a a tragedy. Ridiculous. Did you watch the Emmy Awards this past summer? Uh, no, I was barely aware that they were on. Okay, well, I didn't. Well, we were busy in Providence. Yeah, you, we you were, were watching ten-year anniversary shenanigans. Exactly. So we knees. weren't watching, but I did catch up on who did win and stuff, and there yeah. were some significant ones I thought you might interest you. Okay, so the Emmys of television. I do love television. RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. Have I told you about how I feel about RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes, you love it. Continue. Well, she won a total of four awards. The show, including. Outstanding host of reality program. She's fantastic. An outstanding unstructured reality program. I don't know about unstructured. <laughs> they're all they're all structured. Well, it's the, well, the untucked, so I guess it's just the conversation. Uh, oh, it was untucked? It's untucked. Oh, it's untucked. Yeah. Yes, that is unstructured. Yeah. Uh Dolly Parton. Yay! She had a movie. Christmas on the Square. Oh, Dolly Parton. It won Dolly. outstanding television movie you and know two what? other awards. You know, I don't go in for sentiment. Okay, but it's Dolly Parton. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> that's, that's just the thing. It's like, Dolly Parton, not that she's everything I hate. I don't like Westerns. I don't like that whole... Ca- um, well, she's a country Western she's star. She's a country that's Western star. So, so immediately... So much bigger than that now. She's got that um, that twangy voice oh, that I voice. find... Yeah, I find it irritating and, and 
Okay, so she has, there were all of these reasons. And then Dolly Parton, all she has to do is be real about, bitch, wake up. <laughs> you know, like the world, is, these are the people. And if I'm going to have a party, these people are coming. Oh, party yeah, she's always been a straight shooter that way. Oh, That's what I love about her. I always love been a straight shooter. Dolly Parton can't stand to hear her sing, but I love Dolly Parton. So congratulations. God bless to Dolly, Dolly, Dolly Parton. From an atheist, God bless yep. Dolly Parton. Uh, the new ver- the Bless. new rendition of Queer Eye Queer on Netflix. Uh, that one outstanding structured reality program. Okay. All right, well, the gays are running it. <laughs> they know this job. They, well, if he, I I highlight the most significant ones to the they know the, to the community. You know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Now we have one of my faves, Maya Rudolph. She actually won two awards. Maya Rudolph. She won for host guest hosting on SNL, and she, she also did. won for a voiceover performance. On some animated show on Netflix. Some animated show is the best you can do is the title of the show that she wanted to yep, for. That's the best I can do right oh, now. Okay. That's, that's a really, really. You want to know? Look it up. I don't want to Look know. it up, baby. You brought it up to me. I'm sitting here nice with a salad and some wine after eating a huge piece of chocolate. Well, I shouldn't be responsible for underlining and dotting every little I and crossing every little T. Um, um, uh, 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 Use your words. I'm finding my words. I'll get back to you. Let's move on. Anyway, um, The Crown won. um, I love The Crown. Won seven Emmys. I watched the whole, the whole. You're all caught up now? Three times. Oh, wow. Jesus. I keep going back to it. Oh, my God. I keep going back to it. It's so good. It is. It's a great show. Yeah. One of the best drama series oh my God. they've ever done, I think. And all three of them have been fantastic. Yep. Yeah. It's so Yeah, every set of actors. Oh, my God. There's so never good. been a role no so any of them, I think. They're so good. I love it. I love it. What'd they win? What'd they win? You want to know the exact ones? What did they win? Oh, my God. I'm okay, going so to let the, you know. The, you came here with a list of anything. Hey, you know, there's only so much information I can put down, you uh, know? Oh, uh, yeah, because Jeez Louise. So much information. That's right, guys. Does that have it? to do with the deterioration of the of the uh, brain cells? Maybe. Because there's no reason why you can't keep a whole lot of information in one really easy place. Yes, okay. but uh, I'm just thinking, with so, you know, somebody as organized as you who, who puts the, a, a script together for what I come into thinking is just a night chilling with you, and. But it's more of it's not really a skit, more of a guy. Therefore, it's why I don't have all the specific information in there. All right, that's okay. No, it's fine. Right. I understand. I'll let you know what it won for now. It won for outstanding drama series. Oh, well done! Outstanding lead actor in a drama series. Who? Uh, Josh O'Connor. Who do you play? Uh, if you I don't believe, know. Keep going. I believe. Play, uh, He's too young to be who I thought he was. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought, too. Who did he play? Hold on. Here we go. Prince Charles. Okay. He he show wow. It looks so different here in this picture. He really does. Right? But he won. Um, Olivia Coleman won I for uh, uh, lead actress in the drama series. Her. How she did that? I don't, know how, I don't know how any of them do that because it's like they're sovereign. Right. But they, you know what? I think they're being really, really respectful. Oh, I think so, too. Do you think the English do? The British? The uk They probably think it's practically a comedy. <laughs> well, know? there is that bawdiness 
But I know, but they're probably like, uh, they, 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 you know, people should know the half of it. Do you think the Queen watches? I, who knows? Probably I don't think not, so. Probably not. I don't think, well, I she's think, got better things to do than I watch. I think Beatrice does. She's like, come on, I've been there. I don't want me to see it on Yeah, the, I, re- I remember this. I was there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tobias Menzies won for an outstanding supporting Tobias. actor. I believe he played uh, Prince Philip. I'm not sure. Hold on. Let's I love that name, Tobias. Here. Who gives the people, who gives their sons that name, Tobias? I don't know. Um, Is it like... Tobias. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, Tobias. It could be. Is it Greek? <laughs> is it like who's Tobias? Um, yep, he played Prince Philip. He played. He played. The, he was good. Yeah, Tobias. And uh, it, also won, to it also won. It also won for outstanding directing for a drama series. Okay, good. Uh, good oh, good, uh, good. and for uh, oh, it did not win in. Oh, I'm sorry, it did win. Julian Anderson won for outstanding supporting actress. Julian Anderson. She played uh, Margaret Thatcher. Right. I mean, she yeah. Was, she, it was yeah. a it was an interesting interpretation I thought of Margaret Thatcher because I, I I I distinctly remember Meryl Streep's you know in the movie I, I when see, she I, did I, I don't have that oh you never saw you never saw that movie no but I lady. do I I have seen it okay but going into the I saw it because of the Crown okay so oh so you saw it after I saw I it saw, before exactly. the Crown okay so but to, to me my my recollection of margaret thatcher my images of margaret thatcher if you were to ask me to describe margaret thatcher right that was the crown okay okay now, and i understand it was way to one side it was her own it was a different interpretation it's a different script obviously I, but yeah, i really yeah, i really appreciated I, what she did with it so i'm I glad think, she won i think physically she was amazing oh yeah she was i mean uh, she had she it's it's she just was Thatcher. There was a moment. There was a moment where so it was Meryl. You know, they, they oh, well, Meryl, come on. You can't. If you say Meryl, you're done. <laughs> That's it. You're done. That's the yeah, and even a crap. I know. You're done. I know. There's you. You talk about Meryl. Shush yourself. Shush. <laughs> did yeah. you see the uh, the Queen's Gambit limited series? I did. That also won two awards. RuPaul. The Queen's Gambit. Yep. And the Crown. <laughs> and the Crown. All right. Gene Smart won for um, Best Outstanding Female Performance in the Comedy for Hacks. Did you, you watch Hacks? No. Oh, it's great. Everybody watch it. It's really, really good. Gene Smart winning awards. Right? Right? Uh, also, a show I love to watch last week with John Oliver won two awards mm. last night. I love him. What did he win? Uh, they were, I think they were technical awards. I think, oh, actually, I think one of them was for writing, best writing um, in a certain type of series. Uh, Ewan McGregor, who I love. Mm. He's a man. Uh, uh, Ewan McGregor. He won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series for Halston. Did you see Halston? I did. He was excellent. He was. He was. I actually thought he was better than this, this limited series itself. I thought the series was okay. Oh, that happens He a lot. was great. He I was, think with those limited series, especially with the... Ryan Murphy ones. Yeah, I know. They're better than them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was, he was just, he, he was, was outstanding. He was role. excellent. He really, really was. That was a great, that was a great miniseries, that one. Right? I was, yeah. I loved that. I was totally enthralled by that. Yeah. Really was. I knew nothing about Holston. No, neither did I. Steven, he knew, knew more, of course, but I didn't, I really didn't know anything. What's next? Anyway, that concludes our segment of We Like to Watch. We Like to Watch. Our next segment is Five Faves. Five Faves. Yes. And today, well, before we go into it, um, I, I guess you've seen the commercials for uh, Dear Evan Hansen? I have. What do you think? I think I should be quiet. <laughs> oh, really? I do. I, th- I, I, 
I am firmly on the side of the he is too old. And it looks his And supposedly they're gonna do something to de age him now. Well, I, 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 I actually think that was a scam. Well, that wouldn't surprise me either. Some sarcastic bitch somewhere. Probably, uh, yeah. Taking a filter in. Right, right now. Um, But no, I don't think they would do that. But yeah, I think the casting is is very badly done. Um, He's actually, you know, I haven't seen it. No. But Ben Platt is a performer worth seeing. Oh, he's an excellent performer. There's no taking that away from him. No, I think that this is terribly, terribly miscast, despite the fact that he originated it, and he uh, won the tone. Despite all of that, it's very specifically about a high school kid, about a nebishy, not nebishy is to, about uh, an outcast, quiet, shy, outcast kid. Absolutely, that is, you have to accept that first for the story to make sense. And when I see Brad, Brad, Brett, who? Platt. Ben. ben Platt. When I see Ben Platt, he Ben Platt. Ben, ben Platt. Ben Platt. Ben Platt. Ben Platt. Ben Platt. Yes. What about him? Okay. Stop <laughs> it. I'm doing what my teachers always told me. When I see Ben Platt, I don't that that image of that little kid or that high school kid, uh, uh hiding away in the shadows of the hallway and trying not to be seen and and try, uh, is not believable. Okay, and yeah, I can't buy. I enough. can't buy it. He sings the songs. They're written for him. They're probably altered if they needed to alter them for him. For him, so yeah. But I, it, it's not my favorite. I, I, well, I, I've never seen the show. I've heard the score. It's okay. It's you know it doesn't. I, I, I saw the show twice. Okay. I saw the show the first, there too. But I haven't seen the show because I'm really when I read what the plot is it's and everything, I'm like, I don't like this it's story. Not for you. No, this it's, is, it's not for you. Obviously it's not a story for me. No. They're not talking. Uh, but I'm not sure it's a story for young people either at the same time. I think sometimes we might get the wrong lesson, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, this leads us all this long tangent evidence in the here. Leads us to our topic tonight. Your five favorite musical films. Musical film. Musical film. Okay. Hold on. I, it's going to be one now. Can I have a definition of musical film? It does not have to be a musical per se, like when we say like a film adaptation Fine. of a Fine. musical. It's, does it, it does it's not a have musical to be that. Film. a musical film, though. A musical film. You know, I, can, I can tell you right now that two of my choices, only two of my five choices, are based on stage musicals. On stage musicals. Yeah. Musical films. Two yep. of your five are stage musicals. Well, a, a much larger percentage, probably, of mine. Although I wasn't thinking outside of stage musical adaptations. Okay. When I tried to compile a list, I, I'm very bad at ordering lists. <laughs> you know, I could throw out five names. Okay. All right. I liked... Uh, Just give me one right now. Chicago. Chicago. Good choice. Good choice. Very much. I liked it except for Richard Gere's voice. Richard uh, Gere's voice kind of grated on me. Well, that's that's the personal thing. But that's you know, hey, you know, it was a great film. It was it great was, film. It was deserved a, the awards. Yeah, it was good. Deserved the awards it got. It was good. My first choice, I'll go with my oldest one, The Wizard of Oz. Okay. It's really the first musical film that I was exposed to as a kid and loved it and watched it again and again and I know it all by heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I yeah, that has to be has to be the first on my list. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd have to agree. No, it's, is that on your? Is that one of your? No, it, five? Would, it would be. It would 
be the toppest of my five. Oh, it would be the number one. It would be the number one. Okay. 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 What's your... What's your... Another one? Yeah. Um, wait, what did I say? Chicago? You said Chicago. I said Chicago. Another musical... A musical film. Film. Uh, a film. Okay, a musical film. Uh, Gene Kelly Dancing. An American in Paris. American in Paris. Wow. You really went back for that one. I love Gene Kelly. I love Gene Kelly. It's a good movie. It's a, I think it's a very underrated movie. He's a... He's a he's, I think it's a very underseen movie. I I love Gershwin. And that's it. It's Gershwin, you know? He... I love... I love him. And he does a ballet on film, you know? In and the they movie. knew how to costume him. Right? I lo- Yeah. So, yeah, I would say an American Empire. A musical film... Not necessarily based on a musical. Yeah, I would say I would say fucking an American in Paris. Yeah, good choice. My number two choice is one that you actually mentioned last week. Uh-oh. Uh West Side Story. West Side Story. God. I saw that when I was young, and I fell in love with Russ Tamblin in that movie. Well, who, who did played it? Riff? Oh my God, he was just so hot in that movie. Yeah, oh my he, God. he totally was. And as I got older, then George Shakira's was the one who grabbed my eye who played Bernardo. Bernardo. <laughs> we all get to Bernardo. Right? But, oh, that movie just... Oh. I remember watching that for the first time on TV on a Sunday night or whatever. I can't disagree. And this was, I was blown away by it. I couldn't uh, believe this movie. It was just the music, it, the, the dancing. The dancing, the boys. Oh, my God. Yeah, just, yeah. just amazing. So, what's your number three film? Musical films. I have to pick three more. Mm-hmm. Uh, musical films. Musical films. All That Jazz. Ooh. All That Jazz. Probably. Wow. That's one of my all-time favorite films. That probably, as far as, like, whatever sort of professional aesthetic I have, is All That Jazz. Well, yeah, it's Fosse. It's Fosse. It's, it's Fosse like, it's, all it, the way, you yeah, know? And it's, uh, yeah. It's an amazing jazz. film. It's a great film. And Roy Scheider gives a performance yeah, of a lifetime. It's amazing. Playing. It's, it's a, yeah. If the, oh, see that movie if you have not seen all that jazz. It's, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, it's an amazing Especially movie. Especially if you are, have any thought of, sort of interest at all in theater. Because it's about this creator. He's, he's... Well, this is a man who's on this... He's a, this theater director. He's a choreographer and director. And he's a film director. He's directing a film at the same time. But he's also on this total path of self-destruction. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's amazing film to watch. I remember seeing that with my parents and... The musical numbers just blew me away. I couldn't believe they were staging what they were staging. Yeah. Especially the finale. Yes. Right? That finale was pretty amazing. And the image you see right before you hear Ethel Merman's voice come in full tilt with there's no business like show business, you hear zip. There's no business like show business. Roll credits. Right, yeah, that's quite an ending. But the image, what that zipper is, yeah, is it's just a bit of an amazing. It's thing. It's just, oh my god, that's it, that's it, it's done. And then yeah. the moment of absolute silence. Hugh Ethel. Hugh Ethel. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> Next on my list, I keep bringing his name up again and again, but the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You know. That broke my teenage cherry, basically, in so many ways. You're preaching to the choir here. Right? It's... How many nights did I go in costume? How many nights did I was I wearing more lipstick than my 16-year-old girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was 16. She was 18. I remember for, se- for senior dress down day in uh, in at Farmingdale High School. Listen, for senior dress, it was always on Halloween and stuff. All the seniors were getting costume, and a whole bunch of us went as a whole cast uh-huh. of Rocky Horror. I was I went as Riff Raff. Yeah, that's just that's a movie I could watch again and again and again and never get tired of it. Tim Curry is amazing. He will always be the best Frankenfurter, without a doubt. Oh, I agree. He originated the role on stage. Thank God they immortalize it on film. Because he, he's just he's just great. It, it is. It is. And I have a picture of me um, with the dancers when I when I worked in Myrtle Beach. The dancers, there were six of us. We went out as the Rocky Horror. Oh, the Transylvanians? The Trans- okay. No, no, no. I was... I, we had a Frank. We had... A Columbia, we had a Riff Raff, we had a Magenta, Magenta, we had a Brad, we had a Janet. Okay. You have a Dr. Scott? We did not. No? There you were have a Rocky? six of us. There were six of us. We did not have a Rocky. Uh, which is always disappointing. Actually, for, I don't think we had a Rocky. I don't remember if we it's had a Rocky. It's hard to get a Rocky. Rocky. Yes, you know, it is. The, the body, very, it's a very specific party. Yeah. And uh, you got to have somebody willing to do it. I know, right? Yeah. Not everyone wants to go around wearing... Just about a gold bikini. No. <laughs> and I can thoroughly understand oh, yeah. that. Because <laughs> where are you going? You're going to a Halloween party. Yeah, it's about... Yeah, there aren't too many places you're going to go in that costume. <laughs> so you know you're going to get groped. And if you if you look like Rocky is supposed to look, you're going to get groped. Well, you better look the way Rocky's supposed to look. You're going to wear that, you know? Well, maybe I'll go cure everybody of that whole... What are you going to wear, a Golden Maid diaper? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I always pretended to like you. <laughs> so what's your number four favorite musical film? In the Heights. In the Heights. I have not seen that In yet, damn Heights. it. And I love the music of that. In the Heights. The, the movie, I love the show. Yeah. The movie is not the show. No. It's, it, it's it, not meant to be the show. Um... It is the show. Okay. It's all there. Um, it was excellent. It was excellent. I, I, I loved every second of it. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. I cool. thought it was great. Excellent. My fourth choice is an, sort of an oddball choice. It's a movie called Pennies from Heaven. Oh, God. With Steve Martin, Bernadette Peters, Peters, and Christopher Walken doing a tap dance and striptease that thankfully was captured on film. Well, you know, Walken was trained as a dancer. Yes, he was. I so, know that. And we've just, seen him in the, uh, you saw the Moby, vi- the Moby video that he did. Have you seen that yes. video? Yes, okay. And to think that what Christopher Walken has become to represent. Right. Dancing. Yeah. Is sort of hard for people to accept. No kidding, I know, right? But I that's a movie... I liked this movie because it was... When I first saw it, I was like, eh, but then I've watched it on repeat viewings. What movie are you talking about? Pennies from Heaven. Pennies from Heaven. And it takes place during the Depression, and Steve Martin is playing this music uh, score salesman, you know, selling sheet music, and he's married, he has an affair with Bernadette Peters, and she... When was it made? I think in the early 80s. I think it was very I was going to say 70s. Uh, Maybe late 70s. Let's, Let's find out from the Wayback Machine, shall we? Ooh. Q Wayback Machine Music. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. 1981. Alright. Yep, 1981. Um, but it was like it was really it was a downcast kind of thing. I mean, they weren't doing live music, they were basically 
you know, lip syncing to the music of the 30s back then and doing musical numbers. There's a lot of them were in you know, the, uh, C. Martin's character's imagination, a lot of the numbers. All right. But that said, there's the, the, that's a, the famous Christopher Walken scene. Is, it's worth the price of admission yeah. for that movie. Top but it's, a, it's, not a, it's not a happy musical. It's very anti-musical in a way, you know? Top five? It's definitely my top five, yeah. yeah. yeah without a doubt. All right. And what's your fifth choice? I'm under the wire and you're an impatient fuck. <laughs> and I did not do my homework. Well, I gave I you enough. Assigned. I gave you enough time. You I told gave, you this you afternoon. Did send me you know saying, how I resent homework. Well, I know, but this shouldn't be thought of as homework. If that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Why? Because you have to exercise your brain. While I am not here. <laughs> and even if I do it at the in the toilet at the ANS, it's still my time. It's not here. Okay. So I don't do homework. Oh, excuse us. Although I did put the, this, some thought into this because I am surprised by the opening up of it to include musicals that are made specifically to be movies. Right. As opposed to, uh, you know, film versions of stage shows. Yeah, I said I saw only, I said two, only two of my five choices were stage yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, my head goes immediately to the stage show. Okay, of course. You know, There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, of course there isn't. Look at me. <laughs> I... <sighs> Okay, so here's here's my dilemma. Okay, Dreamgirls uh-huh. may may have been the very first Broadway show that I saw ever. Okay, okay, it may not have been. Clearly, it has. It was the impression. Okay, so to me, Dreamgirls has this hallowed place. Okay, okay, they did not fuck up Dreamgirls. Okay, when they made the Dreamgirls movie. Okay, and it's great that that. Music got to be recorded and yeah. performed by that by that amazing cast. Um, so I so so the sentimental favorite here is Dreamgirls. Okay, nothing wrong with that. They're your favorites. Yeah, there are there are. Um, I'm, I I have to but that being said, I have to lay down a funny girl. Fair enough. I know. Okay, that's fair it's enough. It's just I'm I I am that person who fits. That time, you know what I mean. I, I was I was that gay at that it's time. It's one of the few. I, I think it's one of the f- it's, few like perfect musical films. It's, it's pretty fucking it, right. It's pretty damn. Close. I watched it the other night just for no reason. And there's, really, there's really weird. nothing wrong with that, really, with that movie. That, that movie is really good. That movie is really good. And there's uh, no denying how good she is. Uh, I mean, she's amazing. All right? She's just amazing. The problem is the lip syncing is always off because they didn't. Well, it was but different back different the, technology. Yeah, then, they had you know? to lip sync. She's reportedly she sang "My Man" live. Okay. For the filming of that, but then now it's how many for anyone who doesn't know we're talking about Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand, go see "Funny Girl." It's a great movie. Of these hundred people, how many of them don't know we're talking about right now? Barbara Streisand. We have listeners in India. Then they may not in know India, we're talking about Barbara Streisand. They don't know who we're talking about. Exactly. That's crazy. They think Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I never heard those words before. <laughs> Shut up. Shut, Shut the fuck up. up. I mean, it's part of the ether. Go ahead. I'll give you some ether. What's that? Uh, well, actually, I know I get to name my last film. And it's probably, probably one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorites. It's, it was an independent film that I saw at a Long Island gay uh, film festival. Oh. And it was a movie called Were the World Mine? And it was basically... A takeoff on a queer takeoff on a Midsummer Night's Dream. Ah, uh-huh. and 
It had all this music in it. Who wrote it? I don't know. I'm going to look her up right now. It was, I think it's a woman who wrote the music for it. Uh, a woman? I believe writing so. Writing music? Can you imagine? Ghastly. Uh, Were the World Mine. Were uh, the World... I music gotta take Patrick, that's a rough title for Okay, me. it's actually, it's two. It's uh, music by Jessica Fogel and Tim Sandusky. I am ashamed. Oh, I'm ashamed to Tim say Tim Sandusky wrote the score. She wrote all the songs. She wrote the... Okay. And she, she doesn't use conventional instruments in all of it. All right. And the staging of some of these numbers, you would you would actually love okay, this movie. Okay. You really, really would. It's really, really good. Um, and it's an independent film. You'd probably have a hard time finding it, but it is out there. So please go look What's for it. What's it called? Were the World Mine. Yeah, made, I don't like it. Made in 2008. Were the World is... is well, it's, is, taking, it's taken from Shakespeare. I, I understand that. It doesn't make it better who wrote it. Right. It's hard for the mouth for some people to say, We're, we're the, the world, world mind. Yeah, we're the world mind. Yeah. We're the world mind. Well, it's yeah, all, not, not everybody that. can be a leprechaun like you, perfect in every way. So we, some of us are stuck with some things. Yeah, and some of us have been biting wine. So maybe that's why they tongues. can't say we're the it, world mind. It, you know what? So Can you say Ben Platt? Ben Platt. <laughs> See, you can say that now. What did I call him before? I called him every You called him Blend Pat? Blend Pat. <laughs> That's bad, Patrick. <laughs> yes, it is. We Am have, I allowed to be on the radio? We now move on to a segment we forgot about last week. I hate when we forget. You know why? Because it means we're old. Yes, exactly. Forgetting is a sucky thing. Yes, it is. It happens all the time. What did you say? All the time. What? What time is it? <laughs> anyway, we are now up to the grumpy old gay men gripe of the week. I got this one ready. Oh, you do! I'm so oh, ready for let's this. hear this one. Zed. Zed? Zed. What do you mean, Zed? I mean the last letter of the alphabet in English. What is it? Well, in Greek, it's. Zed. What is it? <laughs> the last letter of the alphabet in English is, is what? Z. Z. Thank you. But it's also known as Zed. It, I understand it's also known as Zed. Prince was also known as. Okay? All the English-speaking worlds, all your Great Britain people over there. In Greek, the last letter is Omega. They all say X, Y, Z. Yes. No. It's Z, bitches. It's Z. And I tweeted this. I will, I will, learn, I will learn Celsius. I am completely <laughs> on board for the metric system. What <laughs> is this about? Okay? The metric system. Okay? Seriously? Okay. Also, um, I, I use military. My, my clock. Okay. It's military time. Uh, 24 hour clock. Okay. I use 24 hour clock. Okay. I'm ready for all of that. Okay. 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 Fuck you when you're Zed. Zed. When I hear Zed. Fuck you. I think of the movie Pulp Fiction. I don't know what that Because there was a character in there called Zed. Okay. And uh, Bruce Willis is asked by his girlfriend, uh, whose chopper is this? And he goes, Zed. And she says, who's Zed? And he says, Zed's dead, baby. Zed's, Zed's dead. dead. Yeah. And they drive off. <laughs> do we ever meet Zed? Yes, we do. Do we meet Zed? Have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? I don't think I have. Oh, how can you not have seen Pulp Fiction? How could you not have known I never saw Pulp Fiction when you didn't know if I knew if we ever saw Zed? <laughs> I stand correct. I'm saying. So that was your grump. It's nothing. That was though. your gripe of the week. It was Zed, huh? It was Zed. I fucking hate Zed. I, I hate Zed. My gripe of the week is the lack of walking etiquette. On sidewalks. Oh, my God. There is no etiquette on the sidewalk anymore. Are you talking about... People just 
walk through the sidewalk and don't even think about moving for anybody else. It is so rude and obnoxious. You just want to knock them on their asses. Give me for example. So you're out walking the dog. Right. Oh, the dog's different. Because with that, I'll be the courteous one. Someone's coming, I will stand aside and let them walk okay, through. Okay, so this is about people not, like, sharing the sidewalk. Yeah, this is like, just like walking, like, through the uh, town, through, the, through town. the city, anywhere. With, you know, with sidewalks, with busy sidewalks. And some people just have no... All they think about is their immediate self. And they don't think about anything else beyond that. No, that's true. And they just keep... And God forbid, if they're even on the phone, that's worse. Oh, no, they're looking down. No, no, no. But that's, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about people just have In no general. sense of courtesy on the sidewalk. There are times you should move over for people, you know? I, I agree. How many... How many uh, it's just common. It's just courtesy. Right? It's just, you Share you, the sidewalk. Uh, yeah, What's the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Karen's. Right? It's Karen's. Karen's. Karen's are like that. Exactly. And on that note... We come to the conclusion of our show. Are we done? What are your plans for the weekend, Thomas? I could do another half hour of this. No, it's okay. We've done enough. Uh, okay. Um, what are my plans for this weekend? Well, Aida is running down at the Bayway Arts Center, studiotheater.com. Excellent. Uh, I will be there in Rick's Cafe. Excellent. Uh, what are you there? Friday, Saturday, Friday, and Sunday? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when there are performances, I am there. Excellent. Uh, at the bar. Good to know. So come say hi. And, uh, yeah, come see Aida. Aida! I always think of The Sopranos because there was an episode where Carmela says to him, "We're going." she's taking Meadow to see Aida. Okay. And she tells him, we're going to see Aida. And he says, Aida? <laughs> Bye, bitches. Well, no, no, we're not done yet. We're not oh, done shit. yet. We, gotta edit we, have to do, we have to do our ending credits and everything. Oh, we have credits? This is new. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, well, we have our producer, Stephen Prendergast, who makes all this possible. Also, people should know that our episodes of our podcast are available on Spotify, Spotify Stitcher, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Apple. iTunes, um, Amazon Music. What's the difference between Apple and iTunes? Uh, I don't know. I'm but sorry. They are listed separately. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazon Music, Amazon. Google Podcasts, and Ooh. many other podcast providers. Just take a look. Take a look. Post a review. Give us a comment. Who Give us a rating. We'd love to hear you from you. People. Right? Who Go to our you? website, www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. You have to write that down for me. Yeah, you can write this down. I'll tell you that. Uh, we're also we're on Facebook. We're Facebook, on Twitter. On Facebook. I said you can email me at Patrick at Grumpy Old Game Men and then there are dogs com. But you cannot email me at Tommy at Grumpy Old Game Men and their dogs dot com. Not yet. So far, not it's yet. Been four weeks. Well, complain to our producer about I it. I would never do that. You are wise. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not new here. Bye, bitches. Can I say bye, bitches? You can now say goodbye, bitches. Bye, bitches. See you next week.